Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey, good afternoon world, Fishbowl Radio here. My name is Jamie, and welcome to the Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fishbowl Network. And happy Tuesday. Everybody good out there? That's good. Now, let's get into the nitty gritty here. College football is about to start in less than a month. Can't you believe that? We're starting August 27th is the first game. And then you, you have 13 weeks of non-stop college football, man, on Saturday. So let's get right into it, man. Texas and OU. Now, let's, let, let's wipe away the Texas schedule for a second. Okay. Let's, because we're not even going to talk about the schedule for this season. This season is all going to be about, are they ready for the SEC? Are they ready for the hard hitting? Are they ready for the, 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 quarterback getting out of the pocket to get 10 to 15 yards. Are they ready for that? Are they ready for the hostile SEC environment? Is Texas ready for it? Is OU ready for it? Let's dive in. All right. So obviously, you know, the news is as Texas and OU are moving to the SEC in 2025. They're moving. They're trying to move early. They're trying to get a buyout clause and their contract was a big 12. To me, I would rather see te- both teams stay in the in the in the Big Twelve. You know why? Because they're right next. Because we will never see the right. We'll never see the rivalry play out again, which is the Red River rivalry that happens every single October. That's around my birthday, right? That's October eighth and or October the ninth, and so. We probably will not see that again in the SEC. Who knows? We, we may, we may not, but it will feel weird if it's an SEC matchup instead of a Big 12. It would. But, you know, let's dive in. Now, Texas, they have not won anything since 2005. What, what were you doing in 2005? Well, what were you, I was in high school. My last year in high school, I was watching this young run a a, a fifteen yard fifteen yard uh, touchdown run in the BCS game against USC national title game. That's how I I remember it vividly because they show the same replay every single year on the Longhorn Network. Like when we have downtime, that's what comes on. Nothing else. Maybe you'll see softball. Maybe you'll see tennis. Maybe you'll see an old basketball, football game. But that's the number one thing. That's the number one game that you'll see on the Longhorn Network. Now, what happens to that network when they move to the SEC? I'm talking about Texas. We don't know. Do they do they sell the 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 rights to the? Do they sell it to the Big Twelve or do they just get rid of it rapidly? Now. Granted, if you get rid of it, don't you, then, don't you gotta start, don't, don't you think that other teams in the Big 12 want that? Don't you think Baylor wants that? Don't you think K-State wants that? Their own channel? Don't you think Kansas? Which by the way, Texas has struggled in the last few years was Kansas. Why is that? But that's a different conversation. But, what happens to that? They haven't really got into the discussion yet about what happens to that network. I doubt Texas keeps it when they move to the SEC. I doubt that. Now, Grant, now, I have two siblings who went to Texas who graduated from, from Texas. Uh, I had one graduate this year and the other one graduated about, I think it was two, three years ago. Yeah. So, and they're going to hate me for saying this. But Texas is not coming back in football. You may have Arch Manning, the best quarterback in, in, in the class of next year. 
I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't think his game is that great, honestly. I mean, he, he will not put Texas back on the map. Cause you still got, uh, Quinn Kidd, you still got Hudson Card, the Casey Thompson kid, he transferred to Nebraska, which he was the best quarterback I ever seen, Texas wise, but Sarkeesian kept changing quarterbacks, 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 and it's like, man, stay consistent. 2021 was not a consistent year for them. Five and seven, three and six in the, in the Big 12 is not consistent. I mean, Sarkeesian speaks well, and he's a decent coach, but, you know, the players, I don't know. I don't know about, I, I don't know about all that. But, they're not coming back. What, you move to the SEC for, for what? Money purposes? To get killed by Alabama every year? Auburn? LSU? Georgia? No. No. And you expect to win the SEC when you get there? Mm-mm. No, you won't. And they'll, they'll never be back. The only time you come back is if you win the Big 12 conference consecutive years. And you win your, win, and you win your ball game. And you get to the playoff, and you get to the playoff, and you win a national championship. That's when you know you went your back. We haven't done that. The last one came in 2009. Like, who who was playing on the team in 2009? Colt McCoy was the quarterback, by the way. And that's the last time they made a the championship uh, game against Alabama, which they lost. So Texas is not built for, for the SEC, and they're never coming back, ever. Like, we got to stop kidding ourselves, guys. Just because you get one recruit, just because you, you win a couple of ball games, just because you ha- you win more than seven games a season, you're not coming back at all. Like, you leave the Big 12 just to go make money in the SEC. The SEC has their own channel. Are you going to be on their platform? I'm pretty sure you are. And while owning the Long- Longhorn Network? No. No, I, I just don't see it. I, know, I just don't see it. But, and a head coach, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to go after Sarkeesian. He's a PAC, but he's a PAC 12 coach. He coached at, he was the assistant offensive coordinator at Alabama for one season. Texas hired him because, oh yeah, we saw, oh yeah, we saw you coaching the SEC. No. You need to do your extensive research on who you hire. And that's what Texas did not do. Your first season, you win only five games. All hyped up in this upcoming season. The upcoming season, like I said, wipe away the schedule. And and the talk will be the SEC talk. This team is not built for the SEC the way they recruit. No. You got to recruit... Got, you gotta beat Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, LSU to those recruits. Whether it will be in Louisiana, or Florida, or Mississippi, or Georgia, um, you know, stuff like that. You gotta beat them to it. Because, right now, you're gonna recruit guys out of nowhere. Guys that stay, with, stay home. Which is not a bad thing to stay home and play for the Longhorns. If you can. But, but it's just, it's just not, they're not SEC ready. They're only the Big 12 ready. And now granted, the Big 12 is going to be the Big 12 because you're getting four more teams next season while y'all are still there trying to fight to get out of the Big 12 instead of just trying to stay through your, the duration of your contract. You're trying to get out right away. You think it's not about championships anymore. It's not about Winning the Big 12 chunk conference is not about winning bowl games. It's definitely not winning, not about winning a, uh, the college football playoff. It's about moving. Now granted other sports like softball, softball, basketball, baseball, that's a different story. You know, I, the SEC in basketball is, uh, I mean, you got Kentucky. The uh, Kentucky is the only good team out there. 
I mean, you know, Kentucky recruits anybody anywhere in basketball. Texas recruits, Texas basketball, they recruit was in. That's what you get in football. They recruit was in. So, if you want to be like a Alabama, you want to be like a Georgia, even that Texas A&M, look at their struggles in the SEC. I mean, you know, once in a lifetime, you beat Alabama. You can't beat Alabama consecutive seasons. You're lucky enough to get them last season. You beat them. I don't consider Texas A&M a, a, a good a good football program. I don't consider them that. I just think that they're, they're way overrated. They're way over their heads. I mean, I would like to see the Texas and Texas A&M go at it in the Big 12 when they were in the Big 12. But we're going to see in the SEC. And we'll see who has bragging rights. And right now, A&M has bragging rights. I mean... They're not a good program, football program, but they do have bragging rights over Texas because having the experience, the SEC for themselves, and having to recruit players from from down south to all the other areas that I mentioned, they have and, and they have an SEC coach, ACC coach. I mean they. I mean, they, 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 they have it, man. I mean, I'm not saying A&M will be better than, well, I am saying, but A&M will be better than Texas when it comes to the SEC, record-wise. Now, does it produce championships for A&M? Probably not. Definitely not Texas. But, like I said, we had what? We won a championship in 2005. I mean, we haven't made it. We, I mean, I, I bleed half Texas because I'm, I was born in Austin, but I always want to see the team improve every single year and I haven't seen it. Show, prove, prove to us that you can win this conference. Right now, I always have, right now, this conference has Baylor winning this conference. I have Baylor winning this conference. I don't care about the stats. Baylor wins this conference right now. Could change, but right now I do. Now let's go to the other side. Let's talk about OU. OU has won a bunch of Big 12 championships, 14 of them. They're better built for the SEC because not only they recruit from within, but they rec- they take some of our, our recruits here in Texas. Even down south of Texas, they, they take them away. And, you know, they have a new coach as well. Their coach moved to USC, Pac-12, which, by the way, they're moving to the Big Ten. So, physical-wise, OU is always going to be ready for the big for the SEC. Do I think they're going to win the SEC? No. Because, like I said, Alabama's there. Georgia's there. Mississippi State is there. Mississippi, LSU. All that stuff, man. It's just it's just a loaded conference of good teams. So I just don't see OU has the physicality to match up with any of those teams in the SEC, but it's going to be a struggle offensively for them. So, like I said, OU dominates the Big 12. It's OU, Oklahoma State, and Baylor that that. And sometimes you can throw a dark horse and you can throw K-State in there. Maybe you can throw Tech in there. But OU dominates that conference due to their consistent excellence. They go from court, they go from Kyler Murray as a quarter to Baker, Kyler, Jalen Hurts. I mean, we can go back in the day of, of, of J- Jason not not top of my head. I can't remember his name, but you know he won a championship in two thousand, and he was a quarter. Josh Heupel, that's the name. That's the name I was looking for. Josh Heupel won the championship as the OU quarterback, and that's like two thousand. So that's way before you guys. So they're better. A and M. I'm sorry. OU has is better built for the SEC. Now the question is. 
they have their own, they may have their own channel, but it's only like a 30 minute type of thing. It's kind of like a 30 minute, uh, insider show, which is on Bally Sports. Do they renew their contract with them? Um, probably not. You know, you probably see, you know, these teams that are coming in that come into the Big 12. You probably see them take over um, that ballet sports contract, which will be big for them. It could be big for uh, Cincinnati that's coming into the Big 12. could be big for BYU, even though BYU has their own channel. could be big for UCF. Could be. could be big for Houston. And i like to see Houston more on, on our stations of the ballet sports Southwest. So... But, again, OU has to go to the SEC. And the SEC is going to be loaded to the point where they might have to make an uh, SEC 2. You know, like ESPN, they have ESPN 2, ESPN 3, which is the streaming service, the online service. Um, you know, Fox Sports has it, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2. I'm kind of thinking SEC, you know, if they go, well, well when they go to this mega conference, don't you think they, they should make an alternate channel for these teams? Like an SEC 2? It's, you know, you're added two more teams. Maybe, maybe another team wants to join. So, the SEC has to think about, okay, we cannot fit all these teams in our one platform channel. We gotta, we gotta separate them. And I'm not talking about, you know, putting their games on different SEC networks. I'm talking about getting a second SEC channel. I mean, it will make the cable companies richer if you add an SEC channel. But you're talking about the growth that's coming in, all that stuff. You, you might have to add it. But that's a different conversation. But OU... I mean, they just hired a coach. He was the Clemson defensive coordinator. He actually coached at OU back in the day. And so, <clears throat> so, um, we just gotta see what happens. But for them as well, take away the schedule and the, and the, the talk will be SEC talk. That's what the conversation is going to be. And it's going to stay like that all season long. So with that being said, their their season of games we don't care about. The SEC talk will be more interesting than their games. Like, I think the only game that that will be worth mentioning is the Texas and the OU matchup, which will be in early October, right around my birthday. So, hey, that's the only thing. But otherwise, SEC talk. Can we get out next year? Can we get out in 2024? Can we get out in 2025? Me personally, I, I don't know what these athletic directors are thinking, but they're obviously not thinking about championship because if they were thinking about championship, you will stay there until the last year you're, you're, you're out of it, which is in three years. So. So guys, it's not about championship anymore. It's about the bigger payday. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. And getting killed in the SEC. Which I expect Texas will do. I expect OU, OU might, might battle, might battle a little bit. I'm not saying they'll win the SEC conf, uh, championship, but they may battle a little bit. I mean, they might have to extend the playoff. You talk about extending channels, they might have to extend the playoff. So many teams are moving on, moving on, moving on that, you know, they might have to extend it to eight or six, uh, uh, the college football playoff to eight or 16 teams, which will be bad for the sport. Cause it'll be, t it'll be tough to keep up with them. Let's keep it at four. Let's make the games competitive. Um, let's have a team. Have their, have their number one goal say, hey, we want a championship this season. I want one team to say that. One. I haven't seen it. Two teams will, 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 will fight to get that championship. In my prediction, it will be either Alabama or Georgia. 
because they have championship mind. They have championship minded coaches and they have championship minded teams. That's right, players, and they recruit their players in down south. Sometimes they'll they'll go across the country to find that player, and that player might turn out to be be good, might be the best one. Like Bryce Young came from California. Like you, you would think UCLA, U, USC will call. They never called. He goes to Alabama and he wins the Heisman Trophy. And now he's going to be playing in the season, and he could be the number one pick in the in the next year's NFL draft. I'm just saying, man. So Texas and OU, with that being said, I mean, just enjoy the season, man. Like, maybe in a future episode, I, I will give you my predictions of the Big 12. It definitely won't be Texas or OU. Well, it won't it definitely won't be Texas winning the Big 12 this year. So, in a future episode, I will give you that. But for now, Texas and OU, please focus on your schedule. Don't worry about the SEC talk. Now, coming up next, we're going to talk about my team, UNT football. And I got five, I got five realistic expectations to win the conference USA. Speaking of moving teams, they're moving next season. I'll tell you why, why I'm so and so on this move. It's Fishbowl Radio.
but it ain't safe hoes with me. I'ma chase bands to the Emmy. Welcome back, guys. Welcome, welcome. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that little break that we had. Now, I'm going to talk about North Texas football, okay? Now, in my overall eyes of the football program, right? So, a little history about me. I went to UNT. Not on scholarship. I walked on on the basketball team. First things first, I transferred from North Lake College to UNT, okay, I could have gone to U- UTA, but I went to UNT, I love, I love, I love, I just, I love, I love the campus, so, I fell in love in 2008, now, they made some changes during that time, and all that stuff, and even right now, you know, going back there, years past, they, they made a bunch of changes, and so, it was a football program when I was there, I mean, we, we didn't, nah, it was, we didn't win a lot. And today, it's still the same thing. We're not winning a lot of games, guys. What is going on? We invested so much money into new facilities, new stadium, uh, uniforms, head coach that can't lead us to a victory in a bowl game. We get so excited about the season, which... I'm not trying to kill y'all's assignment, but at the same time, like we, when are we going to be realistic about our teams, man? When are we going to hold the coaches, the players, the eight, the athletic director responsible for this mess, man? It's just mess. It's like, it's like, man, I, I just, I just, I just don't know of a, of a situation. I, I don't know how we can fix this. Do we recruit better? We got th- two, two or three high schools in that area. Denton Ryan, Denton Geyer, and there's another one I'm missing. And some of the top prospects are going to bigger schools. I mean, they deserve it. Don't get me wrong. It's how good they were. But Denton's right there. It's like a five minute drive from, the, from, from the high schools I mentioned. Like, I'm not telling you go to UNT. I'm telling you, UNT, whoever is the recruiting coordinator over there has to recruit better. Has to, man. Like, I just, I, and I don't understand. I don't understand how we can fix this football team, man. They may say, okay, we got a good football team. Yeah, we're, we're excited. We're going to win it. We're going to win a conference championship this year. We're going to win a bowl game this year. In my eyes, I don't see it like that, man. Now, granted, I would like to see this team excel because every season is different. But I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I don't, I don't think we'll see it this season. And this is their last year in the conference because you know why? They're moving to the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, next year. So July 1st, 2023, it'll be official. They're moving on to the next conference. And so I don't know what benefit is going to get, you're going to get out of that conference. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I hope it's for championship purposes and I hope it, it attracts more and more and more recruits to come to UNT instead of having to go through the transfers and, um, all that stuff. I, I, I want that. I want, you know, 
people to be attracted to UNT because we got a, a decent, a, not a good football program, a decent football program. Now, since this is your last year in a conference USA, you would think you want to leave with a banger. You want to leave. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're, when you're shooting, when you're on the basketball court or when you're at work, you want to finish that last paper to feel accomplished. Well, UNT in their years of conference USA, we haven't felt accomplished. They have not won any conference titles, no bowl games. But yet you're going to a new conference. For what? I would like to ask the athletic director, what, what, what are you trying to gain to move to the next conference? And he can come up here. Radio announcers can come up here and say, what is the benefit? What, what, what will excite y'all to move to a, to a new conference? Even though you haven't won a championship in Conference USA and your teams have been inconsistent. Like, 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 I need answers. I need answers of why, Alex, the athletic director, why do we invest so much money in the football program when they haven't won anything? Nothing. Nothing at all. I, I just, I just can't. And so, but that's my little rant of the day. Let me go into the five expectations for this upcoming season. Now, I mean, we got a tough schedule. Number one, the defense. The defense, terrible. Last year, we gave up a bunch of big plays. A bunch of them. Like, 20, 30 yards worth. And teams were having drives and drives and drives and drives and drives. It's like we couldn't get them off the field. So, how do we fix that? Do we go more man coverage or do we, um, do we go, do we blitz a lot or do we, what, 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 what do we do? What do we do to fix the, what do we do for these teams to stop making big plays on us? I just, I just want to know. The defense will be the number one issue in this, in, in this, in, in, in our, on our road to win a conference title in our last year in the conference. If we don't show up to defense, we're not winning anything, guys. That's it. Then we move on to the next conference, and everybody's going to celebrate and throw parties and all that stuff. Go move to the next conference. They said we got we got to save our celebrations when we win a conference title. Let's save that for a conference title only. Let's not celebrate by moving to the next conference yet. Next, because. Again, we still have not won a game. I'm sorry, a title in the conference USA. It's embarrassing for me. Well, being a, being an alumni is embarrassing for me. Now people will ask, "Oh, Jamie, do you do you invest money in the alumni?" No, and you know why? Because you're not going to use that money for good use. But that's a different story. But we got to get pressure on the QBs, guys. We got 38 sacks. It's not, a, it's not, it's not a lot for me. We need more pressure on the QB. We need to keep the quarterback in the pocket. We need to pressure him more and more and more so he can make a mistake. We can force turnovers and we can get the ball back. So, and we have, and we gave up 27 and 28 points a game. Like, that's a lot of points we gave up, guys. We got to clean that up, man. I mean, we got an all-conference linebacker in KD Davis. He's not going to do all the dirty work. It takes 10 other guys to come together and say, you know what? We're going to fix the secondary. You know what? We're going to have these teams start having their star running back or their, or their no-name running back put 100 yards on us. Like, we, we, we gotta fix the defense. Period. And I wanna know what defense they're running. Is it a 4-3-3-4? What is it, man? Are we running a dime defense? Man-to-man coverage on the outsides? Like, we gotta fix it, man. And that's how we're gonna, we're gonna win games and get to where we need to go. 
I bet their goal. I bet. I bet if you go up there now, I bet. I bet their number one goal is not winning the conference title. I, I guarantee you that. And if they say, okay, our goal is to win the conference title, they're lying to you guys. They're lying. Number two, the offense. Now I have a problem with these quarterbacks, guys. I'm gonna give you two: Austin Ani and Jace Ruder. Ani is a is a former baseball player in, for the Yankees. Yeah, in the Yankees organization. You can't tell me this guy. This guy. This is a big season for him. He needs to fix his game. Nine touchdown passes, nine interceptions. It's not good enough for me, guys. And when you're sitting there in the pocket, you, you, you make me, you, you make me sick when, when you just stand in the pocket and you have all these defenders drape on you. You hold the ball too long, man. Throw the ball. Like, come on. Like, we never had a good quarterback since Mason Fine. Do you know Mason Fine? He played, he played at UNT for four seasons. He was the best one out there. I just wish we had him back. Because these quarterbacks, man, it's just awful. Last season, now this year, it could change. But, I'm not betting it. I'm not betting on it. I'm not betting on, 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 on it. This guy, Ruder, I'm not betting on either. Neither guys can get, can give, can give us a spark offensively. Neither. They both have the same amount of game. Hold the ball on too long in the pocket. Throw it away. Run, run, run. Do something with it. Don't hold the ball so long, man. It's not even the offensive corner. I bet, I'm pretty sure the offensive corner is calling the plays out and all that stuff. It's not, but these guys, they just make me sick. But that's our quarterback. We use dual threat quarterbacks to lead our team. One replaces the other. That's what we did last year. And you saw the record. We're guys, we're a big conference. We're bigger than uh Southern Miss. We're bigger than La Tech. We're bigger than Florida Atlantic. We are supposed to be dominating this conference, man. In 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 football. In basketball. Yes, men's basketball. Yes, women's basketball is a different story. Uh, softball, a different story. Soccer, women's soccer. Yes, but in football, we have all the enemies. You have a new stadium, which I voted against back in 2010. Um, you have newer equipment. You have the alumni invest so much money into you guys. Is gotta produce victories. Period. Now, let's get to our running back situation. Okay? That's number three. Our running back situation has to be good. We only have one experienced running back, and his name is Isaiah Ragdale. So does he get the bulk of the, that, like, like, like our quarterbacks last year, our quarterbacks were in and out, in and out, our running backs were in and out last year. DeAndre Torrey led us. Isaiah Ragsdale came in and filled the spark. Does he feel that spark again at one running back? Do we go with some running back that is going to stay in the game for duration of the game or do, do we have to, did what we did was our quarterbacks last year come in and, and and fill a void and and run this run that you know I just don't understand I I don't understand why we have why we have one one quality running back on this roster I mean granted they'll say well the season hasn't started well yes you're right. But at the same time, we're supposed to have experienced backs. We can't have our backs, you know, transferring or, you know, stuff like that. So, but our running back, I mean, I say we, at least a thousand yards, then, then we'll, we'll take it from there. I mean, I think that offensively, that would be us, 
other than the quarterback, I think our running back is our our, our strongest threat to the season. Then our offensive line is pretty good, so so that's where mo- most of our most of the running game will come. Number four, the receivers, and we don't have. Like I said, I mentioned Mason Fine as a quarterback from years past. Jalen Dart darted in twenty twenty, and this is two years ago when he when he came. He he was he, he, the best receiver ever, in my eyes. He's in Tampa Bay right now in the NFL. He ain't coming back. He's done a lot. We we didn't give him a, a bigger bull bid because of our lack of consistency. But these guys from Roger Burns to Bryce and Jackson, which they're not household names, guys. I mean, they, it's probably because of the quarterback didn't produce enough. And in order to produce, you gotta have quality receivers. And these guys, we'll see. We'll see if they, they, they could be, I'm not saying be like Jalen Darden, but make a household name for yourself. Make Roger Burns be Roger Burns. Make Bryson Jackson be a Bryson Jackson. Make other receivers become a, a, a receiver or a tight end or whatever it may be. We don't, we definitely don't have the quarterback. And I can say that right now. Based on last year's numbers. So, so the receiver's position, the quarterback position are, are question marks. The running back, like I said, can lead us, man. We just got to keep a steady, consistent base. Now, number five, consistency. We got to have it, man. Like, we got to have it. You started one and six last year. Your one win was against, uh, it doesn't even matter if you, the one win team. It doesn't matter who you beat. Because they're, they're going to be, because you beat the cup, everybody plays against a cupcake team, except for Alabama. Alabama plays some bigger team, and they beat them. And so, but in the future, would I, would I like to see bigger teams play UNT the first game? I would. Just to compare the nature I am, I, I, I would like to see. I don't like to see play against cupcake teams. I do like to see SMU. I, I do like to see them play against SMU every year. I do like to see that. And they'll get their chance because they're both in the same conference now. So, well, not now, but like next year they will. So, I would like to see that, man. I'd like to see that matchup fold for years and years to come. Now, SMU has the upper hand of us. They may not recruit the best players. They may not have the best coach, but they, but they all, they will always have the upper hand when it comes to playing against UNT. You know why? Because they have future NFL prospects on that team. And they recruit transfers, basically. And so, so that's where SMU is. I, I see SMU, them play SMU every year. Now, back to UNT. We started one and six, the first seven games. I thought the coach was gone. I was advocating that the coach should be gone. Because this is, this team cannot feed off his energy. One in six, you cannot start like that, man. Granted, he saved it by winning the last five games, but four of those games were against cupcake opponents. The Southern Misses, the uh, Florida Internationals, which we have never heard of. Like the reason why I heard, I heard of Florida International because we played against them when I was there in basketball. So, but we cannot play. We I, I don't know. It, maybe it's on the schedule. It's on the schedule. You just play against them. You beat them and all that stuff is a victory. Yay. Great. So, one and six. Six and six, you finish. You get to the ball game. The ball game is here. You lose. To Miami of Ohio, which 
another team, again, another team. They're not high profile. The only high profile player they have was in years past. And I'm talking about years past. Ben Roethlisberger. Come on, man. You can't, you can't, you, I mean, a win in the bowl game not only helps your recruits out, it brings fans back in the stadium. Like that stadium there sits the 30,000. I would like to see them extend that stadium to like maybe 60, 90,000 people. If you're going to move to a new, new conference, would it be best to make a, an electric atmosphere? To see 60, 90,000 people cheering you on? But we can only sit 30? And heck, even 30 don't even come. It's more like 10, 15. What do people do during the year? Their own thing. Because this team... The team has not excited us. When we beat UTSA, which was a ranked team, we only had 12,000 saw it, which that ain't right, guys. Fans, that ain't right, man. That's not consistency. We just beat a ranked team. And you, 12 people, 12,000 showed up. What were y'all doing? It was a November game. Y'all were off? Like, I understand Vic, you know, it was Thanksgiving and all that for the holidays and granted, but, you know, I look at these schools. Texas is able to sit like uh, over a hundred thousand people, even though they won five games. Um, Texas A&M fills the house. Uh, TCU even, um, SMU even, like we got to do better fans. We have to do better. We gotta fill the house. Even if it's just, you know, 20,000 people. It's still enough. Don't fill the house the first game when we're playing against these cupcake teams because we don't know about these teams. We don't know the first game. We know SMU. We can fill the house against SMU. But we don't know against those first, uh, couple, uh, those first games that we play against. Now let me talk about the coach. Is this his last year? Are we taking this coach with us to the AAC conference? Do we take him there? Do we do we extend his contract? Like, come on! If if he loses this year, then there's no need. If he wins eight games, eight. I'm not predicting they'll win eight games. I'm saying if he wins eight games, yeah. You, he can keep his job for another year or two. Yes, we can extend him. But if you if you have a six and seven record and you're all in six in the ball game, your job, it, your job is supposed to be your, your job. You have to lose your job at the end of the day. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not. I, I'm not a big advocacy for people losing their job, but. When you don't see results, you gotta go, man. And that's, and that's anything. And so, so, I cannot continue to take this inconsistent team to, oh, I'm sorry, inconsistent coach to the next conference. I just can't. Now granted, eight games, eight or nine games, yes, yeah, yeah, we can extend his contract all he wants. He, you know, if he, that's that. But, if I'm the athletic director, if I'm the alumni boosters, which I put my money into the program, I would say, you know what? Can we let's let's move on from self to drill. Let's move on, man. Maybe we can go after another coach. Maybe we can go after a a high profile coach that wants to coach at a mid major. Which I don't consider UNT as a mid major school because of the enrollment that they have. But I mean it's one of the biggest schools out there. So, and any coach will want to come here and coach a football program and improve it from scratch. We got to improve the football program. We got to put fans back into seats instead of the first game. Let's put fans back into our seats towards the end of the season. Can we do that? Can we have six quality home games where we have fans pack the stands? Can we have that? And that starts with the athletic director. Now, my last point 
is getting a bigger ball bed. We got it, guys. Like I said, I'm not making predictions till later on, maybe closer to college football season, but we gotta get a bigger ball bed. If we win eight or nine games, we gotta get a bigger ball bed. It can't be here. Well, the biggest one will be the Cotton Bowl, which we last won it in 2013. That's what's a different head coach. And so, we gotta get a bigger bowl. A bowl bid would be like Sugar Bowl. It would be about, um, uh, what is it? Uh, it could be an Outback Bowl. It could be any New Year's Eve Bowl. It could be any of those things. But we gotta, but we have to do the work first. Win eight or nine games, you get that. Win your conference. You get, you, I mean, you get that as well. When you, and plus, the conference title game, you got to win that too. So not only you win your conference, you got to go to the title game and win that too. In your last year conference. You can't go to AAC thinking that, okay, we're going to win the AAC. We're just going to be a, a, a team that wins on, on its first try. No. No. E- even this one is easy enough because we don't know... We don't know uh, Southern Miss. We don't know a La Tech. We don't know a Florida Atlantic. We don't know a Florida International. Um, you know, we don't know Old Dominion. Those are schools that we have to beat. We're supposed to beat, but we lose to them. We beat them one year. Next year, we lose. So, with that being said, it's there, guys. It's there, football. I mean... Fans, you can do whatever you want. The football team, you have to care. Coach, please. Coach him up. Please. We cannot have this six, uh, this five or six win game, uh, season anymore. You are a big program. Stop this. Do we have to wait on men's basketball? Or women's basketball, which is so and so? Which I will talk about later on. No, you guys will set the tone for us. Do we have to wait on women's soccer? I mean, how many times have they won? And they have a Hall of Fame soccer coach. Like, come on, man. This is what I, this is what I'm excited about. This is what I look forward to. The football program this season and all the seasons to do well. Now, with that being said, we are done for the day. Okay, I hope y'all like this, like this program. If you did it, then you let me know. But please like, comment, subscribe, and let's free, let's free Brittany Griner, please. Over 150 days. Free her now. Get her out. With that being said, I'll see y'all next week. It's Fishbowl Radio.